A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Rank. The concept is simple. Me and a guest sit down. We have a topic. I'm going to give you 
the 10 things to support that topic. You understand how it works. That's right. With me uh, this time, and for most of the time, is Joseph Scrimshaw. I am happy to be here, and I am ready to rank. You're good at ranking. That's why, you know, there's no no secret about it. You and I love bringing in special guests to Force Center. Yeah. But also, I think you and I have a good Star Wars rhythm. Yes. And you are great at ranking things. Yeah, I love ranking things. Yeah. I mean, you do it in your life. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I don't do it in my life, so really? this is an opportunity to do it, because normally I'm just like, there they're all good. <laughs> and this gives me an excuse to be firm and harsh. It, like, no, they got to go in order. It is very hard to do these Star Wars ranking lists, isn't I it? I feel legitimately sad yeah. and bad about characters or ideas I leave out sometimes. Absolutely. Uh, and today, we are going to be covering the best bounty hunters in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. We've been talking a lot about bounty hunters on Force Center on the main show, the big show, the superstar of our fleet. We talked a lot about the Boba Fett movie. Yeah. And what that could mean and what that could be and if there's a cast of characters. And then, you know, when I play Star Wars Battlefront, and I still do, uh, you know, you got your choices of Bosk and, oh. and, and Dengar and Boba Fett. There's a lot of bounty hunters floating around the galaxy that we love to, to connect with as fans. Yeah. Yeah, to celebrate and tease. Tease a break. <laughs> tease a break. Um, so today, that is our list. That is each of us bringing in five. And let's dive right on in. Bounty hunters are key to the Star Wars galaxy. And that is why we decided to focus on it here today. Joseph, let's start with your number five. My number five is... Uh, I wanted to capture for my very first one on the list, my number five, the essence of what a bounty hunter right. is and why we celebrate them. Yeah. So I went with the bounty hunter they ran into on Ord Mantell. <laughs> uh, Partially. I mean, famous bounty hunter. A famous bounty hunter that is currently in canon unknown. Still. Yeah, well, I looked it up. In Legends, a mm. lot of opinions about what bounty hunter that was. Really? So there were many people who tried to fill in that line, that idea, it was just such a sexy line. That's such a weird way to say it, but it's such an exciting, <laughs> intriguing, titillating line. It's that tip of the iceberg storytelling that I go on about where right. you know that they're having other adventures. What did that bounty hunter look like? What happened? How close did they get to capturing Han? And just that captures to me like the intrigue and the mystery of bounty hunters and Absolutely. why we love them. In Legends, it was mostly a guy named Skor, S-K-O-R-R. Okay. He had... I did not know that. Like, I just looked this up. I did not know this either. <laughs> he had little Vulcan elf-like ears, and then right. half of his face was damaged, so he had a cybernetic mask thing. Right. And he seemed to be invented for the comic strips, and then people mostly ran with him. as like, yes, that is the bounty hunter from Ord Mantell. But then other people were like, mm, you know, what if I wrote a story? So there are many <laughs> bounty hunters, but Score was the main one. Right now in canon, in new canon, mm -hmm. totally open and back to the mystery. So I love that. I celebrate the mystery of the bounty hunter. I'm pretty sure we're going to get that answer. Oh, yeah. You'd I have hope to so. think. A movie. That's a whole movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it happened on oh. Ord Mantell. That'll be the movie with Man. young Han Solo. Young Han Solo 2, It Happened on Ord Mantell. Wow, that I, you blow my mind, because what if they go like <laughs> at the third part of that trilogy and they take it past New Hope? Which oh, would yeah, be you're right. Close to sacrilegious, but oh, I could yeah. see that happening. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Middle-Aged Han Solo 3, It <laughs> Happened on Ord Mantell. <laughs> Love it. So that is your number five. My number five. The Mysterious Bounty Hunter from Ord Mantell. Uh, my number five, we are going straight to the heart of the prequels with Zam Wessel oh, from yeah. Attack of the Clones. 
There is something about Zam Wessel I cannot quite put my finger on and why I really enjoy this character. I think there's a look. I love her ship. I love her action. She's a clod-eyed female, a change-along, as it would uh, be. Um, that's not necessarily my favorite thing. Uh, in fact, I was a little disappointed when that dart hit and she changes to like a little weird, creepy frog character. Looking yeah, thing. yeah, for sure. Um, but I, there's something about, uh, there's a certain skill. There's certain clearly a, a trust in, that Django Fett puts in her. Mm-hmm. You could say she's cannon fodder in one way. Maybe Django should have done this himself. But I think she, what we see in Attack of the Clones is a woman of skill who, if not facing two of the most powerful Jedi in the world, might yeah. have done her job. Yeah. She was an R2-D2 beep away <laughs> from doing her job at the highest level. That's right. Yeah. I like that she tried to do it quietly from far away twice. Yes. And it still didn't work out. Still didn't work out. <laughs> uh, and she she has a, just a great look. We always talk, like I said, we talk about those looks in Star Wars and the, and the feel. And, and I remember when Attack of the Clones started, and again, we're coming off Phantom Menace, and this is back in the period where we're still working through our feelings for Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. I love the stuff on Coruscant. Oh, yeah. I, I love how it begins. I love what's going on, and part of that was Zam Wessel. And I know there's a bunch of stuff in Legends. I'm mostly basing all of this off canon. Um, so maybe maybe we'll get some maybe we'll get Zam in some other form. Yeah. In in a story still to be told. Yeah. I was looking a little bit uh recently at the Django Fett video game that told the story partially of how uh Django and Zam met. Okay. There's nothing too insane and outrageous in that, so who knows? Maybe it will come back into canon. Right. And Zam will get her due. Right. Absolutely. So that is my number five, Zam Wessel. That's very, very good. Uh my number four is really classic. Super classic. Very classic. It's Bosk. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I have always loved Bosk. And, like, th- those are the... I talk about the Ord Mantell line, but it's yeah. really that shot. Those few shots in Empire Strikes yeah. Back. It's like, this is what bounty hunters are. You're like, you've seen some rando aliens in the mm-hmm. cantina, but now these are aliens with specific tasks. Right. And uh, Greedo sort of retroactively became clear, like, oh, he's a bounty hunter then. Right. But that shot in Empire. And uh, Bosk, I would say, gets the most feature besides Boba Fett. Yeah. Because he gets that great uh, line of, you know, we don't need their scum. And then the the strange alien growl. <laughs> so he looked cool. He had attitude. Yeah. He was involved in one of the uh, clear demonstrations of imperial speciesism. Yes. Where he could be like, screw you. Yes. I'm not scum. I'm a proud Trandoshan. Uh, and then everything that's kind of fleshed him out, he has gone back and forth in various uh, canon and legend stuff from being kind of a loser to... Just a, a hard luck guy, and we we both like hard luck guys. I love hard luck guys. Uh, he, it has continued that his his father is a very powerful Trandoshan, mm. so Bosk has daddy issues, fits right into Star yeah. Wars, yeah. trying to please uh, his daddy, and he's got a lot of cool episodes right. in Clone Wars where he... Uh, his family tribe kidnaps Ahsoka. That's right. That's right. Uh, he's involved in all sorts of various bounty hunter stuff uh, with Boba Fett and by himself. Uh, and then just going back to the basics, his action figure. Yeah. I loved his action figure. It was great. Yeah. It's that flight suit. It's the flight suit yeah. and also his blaster in his weird little blaster claw. Because <laughs> clearly they were making the action figure like he's got this blaster. 
how the hell is he going to hold this? Because his one hand that doesn't have the blaster is like the, you know, the three or four point. Yeah. But yeah. So it's curled around in a weird way and it kind of tucks into his elbow. And like, this is an alien so alien that he really needed custom help to hold his blaster. And then the last thing is that the detail that has emerged that his suit, it, very cool, but it is from Doctor Who. And it is not just from really? Doctor Who originally. Okay. It's from a very significant episode of Doctor Who. Oh, wow. It's from the 10th planet, which is the first appearance of the Cybermen and the first time the Doctor regenerates. This is, these are things that I don't fully understand, <laughs> but the passion in your voice and the happiness in your face makes me love this. They're both really good things. So Bosk is cool, <laughs> and he walks with the history of Doctor Who on his body. Love it, love yeah. it. And Blaster Claw opened for Figur and Dan in the modal notes at one point, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Bosk is uh, it's, it's, it's um, one of those things. You're so right. That shot of the bounty hunters in Empire, it it's opens you up to another world. Yeah. And we get to know Boba Fett. So on the playground, you're, you're all about Boba Fett. But it's like, what were those other guys? What yeah. Were those, what, what is a lizard in a space flight suit? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Because we don't really see a lot of aliens in action in the original trilogy as sort of main characters. Yeah. Uh, now we do more. Now it's featured more. The diversity of aliens is important yeah. in Star Wars too. And uh, I, it, you know, so it, it, Bosk always had a certain air of mystery to him. Yeah, yeah, and he just seems scary and mean. Like, oh man, you don't want that thing yeah. hunting you. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be in the hallway with that. And I, yeah. you mentioned that uh, episode of Clone Wars. It's an arc with uh, Ahsoka on on the, the planet there yeah. with the Transoceans. It's a really good, really good arc. Yeah. Really good. All right. Number four is your uh, Bosk. Uh, So my number four, we're sticking in the same area. Mm -hmm. It is from that lineup of cool bounty hunters. Oh, boy. (laughs) IG-88. Now, I'm putting... I'll tell you this. If you listen to the show or anything we do here on on Force Center, I think you know Dengar is a special place in my heart and Joseph's heart. Yes. He's a a friend of the show. Exactly. (laughs) He contributes on Patreon. Dengar might be higher on my list emotionally, but I felt the need to put IG-88 on this list because there is something powerful about this weird droid made from leftover parts from the cantina set that (laughs) captivated a lot of people's ideas and minds and, and, and thoughts about who this killer droid would be and there's a lot in legends about him uh and i think the fact that he he you know showed up in video games yeah uh, was it shadows of the empire i believe yes. he was there yes which also happens that scene on ord mantel really yeah see there's a lot there on that planet we got to learn about um I, and i just like um his quote here on wikipedia we think therefore we are therefore we will propagate therefore we will remain i mean what's it's That's like it's awesome. like a cylon he's a cylon <laughs> he got he he was a droid who just realized he liked killing and went off and did it and He's cumbersome again. Some, like we've never really seen him in action, nor I don't think. Well, who knows? Uh, we've never really seen him in action on on the big screen. No, because it's hard to think. It's hard to make that then. Now with K two S O, yeah, um, you could cast someone as IG eighty eight. Oh, for sure, you could see some vicious action with IG eighty eight. Yeah, be an interesting challenge. And just the fact that, like, uh, I just you know. You got IG-88 was obsessed with hunting, destroying, and killing as a result of his incompletely formed droid programming. That's scary enough, too. Wow. That someone just didn't finish making him right, and he's off as he's killing people. They just didn't put in, like, his empathy chip. (laughs) And he's like, well, death is good. Yeah. 
So what is, I know that there's a lot of convoluted canon with IG-88, and I am behind on what is current in modern. Are there a series of IG-88 droids? There or is. Or is just our one and only beautiful IG-88 from Empire? There is There is a bunch, and that's more in Legends. There's an IG-88A. There's an IG-88B. Okay. There's a lot. Um, so and that would make sense. This is a certain line of droids, the, the IG, uh, IG line. Um, but I, I go with just kind of what we have in canon, which is just this one particular droid. But the droids themselves, it's it's we talk about the Star Wars look, and I would definitely describe this as a Star Wars look. Yeah. But it also again is reminiscent of other things of the time, uh, other sci-fi stuff. It's yeah. It's got original Cylon type of, of vibe to it, right? Um, and it's it's in world. And when we talk about droids, we again we're listing him as a bounty hunter, but. He's not. He should show up on some droid lists too. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. When we do our favorite droids, I'm sure IG-8 yeah. will be on there. Yeah, I love him for being. You're right. He did look like a lot of things in the original trilogy, like you'd expect, but different. So definitely looks like a robot, but a mm-hmm. little different. And for me, he sits in that sweet spot of Star Wars of totally awesome and kind of dumb. Right. It's like now he kind of looks like a vape pen on legs. Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so you can enjoy him as fierce and deadly and kind of absurd looking too. And that's kind of what's scary about him. Yeah. You're like, how does this like thin little rail, this wisp yeah. of a droid, how does it deal death so it, efficiently? It's so clunky. It's originally designed of blasters built into each arm, but they were never installed. It's got a lot of weapons. <laughs> it's got a tragic background. Yeah, and I love the uh, uh, Bill Hargraves designed him. He says, IG-88 was never going to be more than a filler for the now infamous Bounty Hunter lineup. Um, and he said, I decided we need a real, dirty, evil, vicious bot. Nice. And he's about seven foot eight. So it's oh. intimidating. And he's inspired a lot of people. I put this on the list more for other people. Our friend Mark Donick over at Jedi Lions, huge IG-88 fan. Yeah. Loves it. And, and IG-88 has inspired a, a good subsection of fans. So in honor of that, he's number four on my list. That is great. Uh, number three on my list. Yeah. Is Embo. You love Embo. I love my Embo. Uh, brought love- it up on the main show, and I'm going to repeat myself uh, <laughs> because I love every. And so, obviously, like the bounty hunters, they exploded in the original trilogy with yeah. that one scene. Now we got to see a lot more. Maybe bounty hunters, maybe just drunken scum at Jabba's palace. Right. And then you got the uh, prequels coming along, and it's mostly Django, Zam, and the one shot of right. Aura Singh. But, the, you know, we get a little taste of bounty hunters, but it's not room for them to be celebrated. Right. And I think uh, the Clone Wars animated series expanded the palette of bounty hunters so well. And of all those new bounty hunters that we met on the Clone Wars, Embo has always been my favorite because yeah. he gets back to what everything we're talking about. Of like, super cool, kind of weird, maybe even borderline dumb, right. but also just mysterious and cool. Uh, it seems now like the, the trick with the bounty hunter is, what's their shtick? Right. And he's got the best shtick. He has a big dumb hat. And he can do anything with it. He can block a blast <laughs> with it. He can throw it. There is that uh, yeah. great late Clone arcs, uh, Clone Wars arc uh, on Scipio, the finance planet, <laughs> where he is after uh, Rush Clovis, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he slides. He snowboards on his hat. He can do anything on his hat. If only Constable Zuvio been given this kind of chance. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, too, of like realizing, like, I like Embo. And then uh, there is somebody with that kind of hat in the vision of the Knights of Ren yeah. killing. And people are like, is that Constable Zuvio? And like, no, that's Embo. And then I realized, oh, they are the same species. They are right. Kyozo. 
which is a reference, I believe, to Seven Samurai, because Embo made his first appearance in the Clone Wars episode Bounty Hunters, mm. uh, which was uh, uh, an homage to that whole story. Um, so it could be that uh, there's another Kyozo who was training to be a Jedi. Right. And they all got hats. Like, that's also <laughs> cool to imagine a species. Just like, you know what you get? When you leave a planet, you get a hat. And you get, get a hat, hat, and you get a hat. You get, you get a, a big, cool, throwing disc hat. Uh, he's also just figures into a lot of cool stories in the Clone Wars. Yeah, he has a great uh, featured story uh, in the Aftermath trilogy toward the end. Yeah, yeah, he, it was great to see him pop back. Um, he only speaks in his native tongue, so mm. we still get that nice alien thing from him. Which he's is mysterious. Nice. He's yeah. got a bowcaster. Yeah, uh, and then in Aftermath, and this is the last thing I'll have to say about Embo, uh, we get that uh, code of honor. That mm. is fun for bounty hunters. Yeah. Where he doesn't want to turn on somebody who used to be part of his crew. In Clone Wars, we see him viciously murder lots of people. And he's like, yeah. you pay me, I kill. That's it. Yeah. And then, but there's still a code of honor. That's a great thing for a man of mystery with a cool hat to have is a code of honor. Code of honor. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, when he popped back up in Aftermath, it was a great pull. It, it made sense. He's hanging out with Dengar and a lot of Mercurial Swift and all yeah. the other bounty hunters. And it... We talk about the importance of bounty hunters in Star Wars, and, and that uh, definitely went away, not permanently, but it went away with Force Awakens. You know, it didn't seem to be as present. Yeah. And again, we don't need that, but it's present in Clone Wars, plus present in Rebels, and, and to see it in Aftermath during that, during that core time period where bounty hunter was an honest, honorable trade. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, and he's got a great design. You're so right. It's a fine line between silly and undeniably cool yeah and embo has it embo is so cool he is he is cool great choice great choice on embo on number three too bad no figures yet of embo i don't think there's an embo figure there's my right in for next year that's it when they do the fan choice yeah i will scream embo to the heavens don't worry about jana solo <laughs> embo i need man. embo with throwing hat throwing hat action <laughs> the little three and three quarters <laughs> that, that would be good to have. squeeze his legs and have his hat go flying <laughs> hat goes flying up <laughs> Uh, my number three goes back to the time uh, where Embo originally uh, kind of hit us there at uh, the Clone War era, and that is Aura Singh. Yeah. You mentioned her earlier. Aura Singh is uh, on my list for a number of reasons. There's great character design, originally designed by Doug Chang, uh, one of the big uh, higher-ups when it comes to design in Star Wars, and labeled as Babe Fett for uh. Phantom Menace. Because they needed some people to kind of fill out the pod race. So she's on camera in canon. And uh, first appearance is the Boonta Eve classic race in The Phantom Menace. And even them, back in, that's 99, pre-internet era. Uh, there's something about that design and what she was there for piqued our interest as fans. Mm-hmm. And it was it was one of those names you learned early on. Oh, it's her name's Aura Singh. She's a bounty hunter. Yeah. And there were some hints that maybe you'll see more of her in Attack of the Clones. And, of course, that didn't happen. Yeah. But uh, she definitely uh, factors in greatly to Star Wars lore as kind of becoming a, an adopted mother to Boba Fett. Yeah. And that plays out great in the Clone Wars. And I just really like uh, she had a, a relationship with Hondo Anaka. Uh, uh, oh, like, that's right. She yeah. had like a relationship. A relationship. Like an adult time relationship. <laughs> um, and there's something uh, intriguing about that. But she also, she... She had uh, her own personality and power. She wasn't anyone's sidekick or flunky. She um, had no, I love this quote about her trace. She had no qualms about committing murder, <laughs> whether it be wounded clone troopers or former partners such as Casta. So 
you know, does she have her own car, coat of honor? Maybe I don't know. To her own, yeah. Not not to Enbo's level here. Um, and I just like there's a certain legacy to that character. Then, if Boba Fett is the bounty hunter of bounty hunters, and post, uh, you know, his father, his, his father's death, Aura Singh emerges, and and I like that. I like that idea that she became a den mother to these group of bounty hunters, but also kind of wanted Boba Fett to do things on his own and, and kind of toughen him up and yeah. and added an edge to him that, you know, maybe he wouldn't have had. They do fail to take out Miss Mace Windu, but, uh, you know, they, a lot of bounty hunters on this list have failed as well. <laughs> failed to take out Mace Windu specifically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love her. Uh, I, I can't remember where right now, but I remember distinctly that she was teased way out uh, ahead of The Phantom Menace. Because I remember seeing yeah. her in the shot and going, oh, that's Aura Singh. I think she was maybe an advanced figure or something uh, along those lines. I'm trying to remember. You're right. You're right. There was some sort of like, let's set her up to have that yeah. that excitement when you see her. Um, and then I was, uh, I liked Zam Wessel, but then I felt like, ah, I expected that to be Aura Singh. Right. But she lived to be vicious another day. And that's what I love about her in the Clone Wars, like you're saying, is mm-hmm. I don't think she has much of a code of honor. I think she has, like, right. a code of kill. She's yeah. vicious. And, you know, it's nice to see some of these bounty hunters who have some, like, paternal issues and <laughs> some who have a code of honor and then others who are just... She scares me. Yes. I'm an adult man. And it's a cartoon. And she scares me. Yes. Like, she's so fierce. It's so well done. And then also, just weird. She's got big, wavy tentacle fingers and an antenna out of her head. Yeah, built-in communication. Built-in communication, and she's still, uh, you know, attractive and frightening. She is, and and, um, I'm so happy she's made a reappearance in the Darth Maul comic um, Mm. with Cad Bane and some other bounty hunters there, and we're seeing how that's going to play out. But I'm really uh, glad to see her back and see if we can get her more into some of the stories on who she was. Um, And she has. You talk about the design. Yeah, there's. uh, There's no secret. I, I am. I'm attracted to uh, women who are a little off kilter, a little outside the norm sometimes. Yeah. And she reminds me a lot of, and this is pulling deep, she reminds me a lot of Zartan's sister Zarana from G.I. Joe. Oh, wow. Deep pull. And Zarana was one of my favorite figures. Okay. And it's probably a reason to this day why I'm attracted to women with different hair colors or wild sides or everything. Because <laughs> Zarana, here I am, eight, nine years old, I'm playing with this figure and had pink hair <laughs> and like ripped jeans and had like a weapon to kill. Like yeah. I just, that and Baroness. So I could actually, if you take the maybe the antenna out or leave it in, Ara Singh could have been a dreadnought for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and run around with Zartan. So there's some cross fandoms going on there and why I'm uh, just overall drawn to this character. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're uh, looking through the Star Wars, the space, the genre Tinder, and you're only looking for pale and vicious. <laughs> pale <laughs> pale and, vicious. and vicious. And, uh, and bright red hair. <laughs> All right, so uh, that is my number three. That is great. And uh, some, some uh, issues and ideas surrounding your number three also go for my number two, which is Asajj Ventress. I was so close to putting that on the list. I'm, yeah. glad you, I'm glad you grabbed her. Absolutely, absolutely, because she is a bounty hunter with a different perspective because she is the first character where we kind of get to see uh, that bounty hunter really is a profession. Yeah. And that probably very few people outside of maybe Boba, who's literally mm-hmm. born or grown to be a bounty hunter. Right. It's a, a thing you fall into for whatever reason. And we got to see everything with Asajj Ventress of how she fell into it. Of I like the stories. We talked about it with Darth Maul. The stories of people who have lost their place. Yeah. Like she thought she yeah. was going to be 
Dooku's apprentice. Yeah. Eventually, his full-fledged get-to-be-a-Sith. She left her other community, uh, yeah. you know, of the Night Sisters, in order to do this thing. She tried to go back to the Night Sisters. She lost the Night Sisters. So then, uh, there's something tragic and beautiful and fun about this vicious, mm-hmm. powerful, force-wielding, dark creature with a little bit of a sense of humor. Going, ah, what the hell am I going to do now? Mm. I guess collect bounties. It should be mostly yeah. very easy for me. <laughs> I'm extremely powerful in the force and have two right. lightsabers. So mostly this will just be like, for her, being a bounty hunter is like working at 7-Eleven. Yeah, it's like, like a day job. just like, ah. It's a day job. Ah, maybe somebody will come in and put me through my paces. I just, you know? I'm just getting stir crazy. I got to go get out and get work. <laughs> got to go out and get work. And obviously uh, in the Clone Wars and in Dark Disciple, she runs into plenty of trouble uh, as in her new role as a bounty hunter. But it's also mm. just, uh, she's always had a super cool design. Yeah. Uh, um, talk about pale and vicious. Yes. And that great voice is cold, but with a sense of humor, and there's almost a little yeah. bit of flirtation with Obi-Wan yeah. every once in a while. Definitely uh, taunting Anakin. She's got a great look, great attitude. Uh, but then she gets to kind of come into her own as a character by being a bounty hunter, which is why I really put her on this list. Because right. she could go on a, any number list of cool characters, of women characters, of, you know, force-using characters, of right. pale, vicious characters pale in Star Wars. I'm making that list. <laughs> um, but she did always have that... Uh, at first, she was just in the, I am evil, I will defeat you. Yes. She had a little bit of a wink and a nod of sarcasm, but right. falling into having to be a bounty hunter with a bunch of idiots from her perspective, <laughs> that really allowed her character to grow and shine. I, you're you're really you're 100 right because I think I was first exposed to Asajj Ventress. It's the the other Clone War series, yeah. right? That's where she first kind of pops up. Yeah, yeah. It, that includes like her introduction, where Dooku decides to go find someone, and she's fighting in a trial. And right, he watches her. Yeah, right. And 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 again, cool character design. I could get get behind it. Um, all on board for a female Sith sort of yeah. type. That was great. Um, but you're right. It, 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 she had she didn't grab. I didn't gravitate to her early on because it was just like. That I am evil thing. Yeah. Why evil? Because I am. <laughs> like, okay, that's cool. Um, and then when you kind of realize that she doesn't factor much into the story yeah. uh, when it comes to the movies, you know, if she had showed up in Sith or something, if they had had that kind of big, big planning back yeah. in, in place back then, um, then I would have seen. So I didn't invest much in her, but then it was that turn. You're right. When you start, when she starts suffering and starts getting wronged by uh, Count Dooku and, and uh, uh, the personality shows up. You're very right. That's a very keen observation that the character grew. And then in, in Christy Golden's book, Dark Disciple, which is taken from Clone Wars scripts, I mean, it really gets fleshed out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You really get that sense of humor and irony. Yeah, yeah. and romance. And romance. Yeah, this is yeah. great. So, yeah, I love Asajj Ventress. And uh, hopefully, uh, while we know the, the main points of her story, hopefully we'll still get some more Asajj I Ventress stories. Yeah, yeah. And I'd love that. I'd love... Uh, uh, in live action on the big screen, too. Oh, that would be amazing. You could absolutely pull it off. And I know a lot of people thought, you know, Lupita Nyong'o at one point or something. Oh, yeah. Before Maz Kanata came about. Not that uh, the character, you know, would have survived that far into yeah. the future. But uh, there's always cloning. There's always cloning. There's always standalone anthology films. Yeah. So that is your number two. Yes. My number two is Black Kersantan. Ooh. Black Kersantan, also known as Santy to those around him, <laughs> is uh, comics only at this point. He's an interesting character. He's a very, very tall Wookiee of dark fur with a f- really gross, 
d- disturbing yet intriguing scar over his <laughs> face and eye. He's got some great armor. He appeared early on. I believe he is in Marvel Comics 1, uh, the Star Wars 1, I believe. It's the earliest, if at the at maybe 2, I don't know. Or is it Vader? Oh, it's Vader 1. Vader 1, he appears. And that is, uh, he appears with Boba Fett on Tatooine. Okay. And again, it was one of those things of uh, he shows up, he's working with Boba, and this is between Star Wars and Empire. Right. So my, and I get grumpy sometimes, like, well, who's this? Why do, <laughs> by, by Empire, this guy's gone? Who's this imposing yeah. giant um, Wookiee? But the, he just keeps doing cool things. You learn a little bit more of him. He was banned. He was, you know, ex- expelled and exiled from, from Kashyyyk. Oh, really? For being uh, t- a disgrace to his people. We know why. Uh, I think there's some stuff that we're still learning, but he nice. he ends up going, you know, spending a lot of time on Tatooine. So it was like a regional thing, and he ends <laughs> up getting involved. There's some great stories. Uh, he interacts with Obi Wan. Uh, the quote on Wikipedia is from uh, Obi Wan saying, "You're Black Crescentin, the infamous Wookiee bounty hunter. I've heard of you. I know why you were forced to leave Kashyyyk, and now you've disgraced your people ever since. Jabba hired you, didn't he? And and so he carries some some name and oh, he interacts yeah. with one of our favorite characters. Uh, he also was uh, refactored into the story with Doctor Afra mm. and works with her. And I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a moment where he kind of leaves." And it's it's just a lot of personality, and it's kind of an F this moment from him <laughs> that is great. Yeah. He's powerful. He takes down an ATSD by himself with a, and ends up holding, like, one of the guns of the ATSD. Just like, oh, he just rips it off he's and uses like a, it? Yeah, he's like a Schwarzenegger nice. in the 80s <laughs> type of character. And I think, Brute force. Yeah, and I think he's he's become so popular. I absolutely want a Black Series figure of him. I absolutely want to see him, uh, you know, represented in other stories and maybe even on the big screen as well. I mean, hell, if you're... You're going to do some sort of Boba Fett bounty hunter movie. Oh, Black yeah. Chrysanthemum, to me, has to show up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think he's – I read him in – I haven't read a lot of comics, but I've uh, read The Vader, and I was really intrigued by him because he did just seem so uh, so brute force vicious. Yeah. But also I like when uh, all of the – our ideas about a species are played with. Like sometimes yes. – like well, we met Rodians through Greedo, but then in the Clone Wars we learned that their society is actually pretty important in the galaxy, and they're all right. very civilized, and Greedo's a loser. <laughs> uh, and like that's then a great kind of opposite story of like we know the Wookiees as heroes. They're manipulated and stepped on by the Empire. And like, right. But here's this one rogue jerk who's a scumbag who did something awful and like fills out our understanding of the species. I love it. Yeah, and he's an, he's important to the Vader story too. He goes and uh, tries to capture an agent of the Emperor on Vader's uh, Vader's uh, hire. So Darth Vader liked this guy. Yeah, we'll see nice. more. Nice. So that is my number two, which means we've reached number one. So at this point, I reverse it and I'll go first, so my guests can end the show with their number one. And my number one, it is talking about a character again who grew into fast, quick, quicker than others. But from first look and glance to a, a roll of my eyes to absolutely one of my favorite characters, and that is Cad Bane. Nice. I'll take on any job for the right price. Cad Bane with his overcoat, his holster, and his cowboy hat. It's definitely designed to be uh, reminiscent of, a, of another time and another era in our world, not necessarily a Star Wars world. So I admit the first time he pops up in the Clone Wars, literally, I'm talking the first reveal. <laughs> I rolled my eyes and was like, oh, God, a cowboy <laughs> bounty hunter who looks like an alien who landed at Roswell. Yeah, I'm Rogers Roy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What do you, and then very quickly, by the end of that episode and well before the end of that episode, 
you had in my mind one of the best new additions to the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. And he's continued to be rolled out in different stories and, and just his name uh, creates mystery. I, I joke often about why was Sabine painting his picture yeah. in the season one of Rebels. Um, he showed back up with the Darth Maul comic along with Aura Singh. And uh, every time he showed back up on Clone Wars, it just it was like Cad's back. Yeah. Good. Good. He's just so interesting to me. Yeah. Now, my father used to say is perhaps his highest compliment of any character that he would see. is like, that's a cool customer. <laughs> and Cad Bane <laughs> is a cool customer. I think that that's why the Western part of it works to mm-hmm. me, because they captured something about uh, kind of the nothing hokey about westerns or cowboys but that very cool town of the mysterious man in black with a six shooter at his hip and you don't know what he wants you don't know what he cares about but he's gonna get it and he doesn't really raise his voice they captured all of that mystique with that character really really well yeah and and i'm a fan of westerns and a fan of like you know red red dead redemption comes to mind one of my favorite games of all time and that and that that arc that character type and trope that you're talking about is great and it's and it's played out and and you just touched on something I actually probably didn't connect. It's subconscious that I could. He is so cool, calm, and collected. Yeah. I talk about why I like Moff Jar Gerard, the quote about great men never hurry, great men cause others to hurry. Cad Bane is always one step ahead. Yeah. And if even, even if he's not, he's not worried. He'll get there again. And I love it when he goes in and they do the uh, the heist of uh, the Jedi Temple. Yeah. He's just, he's not afraid of these Jedi. He's not afraid of much. Um, respects everything, and that's probably why he succeeds. Yeah. I think they show his thought process really well. Like, I have a million plans for this, and only when I get down to my last plan do I need to kind of panic or rush a little bit. Right. So he still respects his job, but he's got it taken care right. of. Right. And I'm looking as we, I don't know, I, I don't own... A Cad Bane figure, but I know there are Cad Bane figures. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, add to cart. Um, <laughs> but I would love a, I would love a good six inch black series. Yeah, and he is a Duros, right? He is Duros. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah and that's a, yet another like species that's a long history of Star Wars. Now it has its kind of main character that right. everybody knows. When they think Duros, they think Cad Bane. Right, right. So Cad Bane is there. He's important. He's part of the group kidnapping Force-sensitive children, lest we forget that, for the Emperor himself. So that's my number one, and that's my list. Um, Joseph, I want to recap your list before we get to your number one. Yeah. Um, at number five, the mysterious bounty hunter they ran into on Ord Mantell. Number four, Bosk, with his famous first line, <laughs> Embo, the cool guy with the cool hat. Asajj Ventress, the bounty hunter who just had to be one because she didn't have anywhere else to go. And that is my list up to number one. Love it, love it. Well, now it is time for your number one. Now, my number one. I'm, I'm going to have just a quick apology to Dengar because I do feel like he should have made the list. But we've talked so... <laughs> Dengar has gotten so much love here on the Force Center. Yeah, you're right. I feel like we needed to spread the Dengar right. love. Right. An unfortunate right. sentence, but a thing I needed to say. Yeah. Uh, also, runner-up status to Suji and Joss Amiri, two great Zabrak bounty hunters. But mm-hmm. my number one is the DNA of Jango Fett. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I did it. Uh, and I like it. I cheated like a bounty hunter would right. to get the mission done. I could not choose between Jango and Boba. But I also yeah. think uh, the fact that they are genetically the same right. is one of the intriguing things about them. Right. So he wanted to clone totally unaltered. So that means that whatever differences there are between Django and Boba 
is a great story of nature versus nurture. <laughs> if Boba is different from Django, it's because he had a different life. Um, right. They're both very, very cool. Obviously, you can't do a list like this and not have Boba Fett. It'd he be tough. Is the bounty hunter. Yeah. Right? He is he the is. the coolest. He is the one in front. He is the one who got Han Solo. The, the poster child for He's Star Wars bounty child. Yeah. He, yeah, the mystery, the cool armor, the look, everything. Boba Fett is amazing. And then I think they did a great job of capturing that look with Jango Fett, but changing it up, even yeah. giving him different weaponry. Attack of the Clones fulfilled all of the hopes and dreams you ever had of seeing uh, Boba Fett in action with the actual uh, right. rocket firing from his backpack. He's some actual flamethrowing action. All the stuff that you always wanted to see with Boba Fett uh, was right there. And Jango Fett, he has, I think, one of my favorite quotes in the prequels. Mm. Of the, I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Right. Another cool customer. Yeah. Who is, you know, it's such great meaty scenes when he's just BSing Obi-Wan. I think that's the key to being a cool bounty hunter. Yeah, and there's just like, there's that tension yeah. there. Um, you know, and, he, and you got to see him actually be a bounty hunter. You got to see his great job. Right. He's got a good job there of just uh, being a genetic template and then training the clones. He's not a Mandalorian. We know that. Right. So there's the mystery of still... How and why there are whispers he grew up on Concord Dawn, the Mandalorian yeah. moon, but we don't know for sure. But he stole the armor, right? Are you okay with that story wise that the Fets aren't true Mandalorians? I'm okay with it as long as they have something in their back pocket, which I think they do, because this is one okay. of George's like walk down the hallway and just say to Dave Filoni, by the way, yeah. he's not Mandalorian and neither is Boba Fett. Got, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, George. It doesn't make or break anything for me, but no. there was a little bit of like, oh, but I, okay. But oh, that's why we right. know what Mandalorians are, because of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but so I think there's there's a lot uh, there. And, I mean, he, he held his own against Obi-Wan, Django did, captured Anakin on Geonosis. He killed my beloved Coleman Trabor. Right. Uh, and I think the great thing about both of their characters uh, that I think is compelling, and I'd be happy to see more storytelling, mm-hmm. is that they are both loners. Yeah. They both have that, I don't need anything, I don't need anyone. And yet they're obviously lying. Yeah. Because this ultimate loner, Django Fett, wanted a son? Yeah, yeah. Did he want to raise him to be a bounty hunter? Or did Mace Windu change everything by murdering Django? Was Django just going right. to raise Boba Fett and they were going to go farm? <laughs> Don't go into the family business, son. We're yep. going to start something else. We're going to start something new, but no old murdering Mace Windu. <laughs> we're going to order, a, order open up a gift shop. But, yeah. yeah. And then we learn that Boba Fett you know, grows up with his family. He works with other people. So there's this yeah. mystery hanging over both of them. Yeah. Are they deadly loners? Or are they an example that everyone needs someone, no matter how cool you look on the outside? <laughs> Everybody hurts. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's a great choice. It'd be very hard. Now, you and I, you know, over the years, we just talked a lot about Boba Fett and what, you know, maybe he does, we don't connect with them now as much as we did or much as other people, too. But there's no doubt that the Fets are the reason we even have this list. Yeah. And I love that Django Fett is in Attack of the Clones. I never really had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I know it caused some eye rolls for a lot of people. And this is back when I would tell you the prequels were horrible things and ruined my childhood. Yeah. And then luckily <laughs> I grew up a little bit. But um, there just was, it made some sense. Boba Fett came from somewhere. Yeah. Whether or not we like where they decided he came from, sometimes that can be up for debate, but that's sometimes our expectations as, as fans uh, causing the problems and not them. I, I, I like Django Fett. I like it. I like that Dooku slash Tyrannus found him on the moons of Bogdan and paid him a lot of money yeah. to just sit around. We'll, we'll give you an apartment. Just 
Here's some magazines. You might have to do some stuff for us from time to time. It'll be all right. But we're going to make a bunch of it. And then he had a sense of pride about it, too. Absolutely. My clones will do their job. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because he trained them, too. Yeah, he knows he's good. Yeah, so he's important to the whole story. He is. I, he is. I love it. That's an excellent choice. Django slash Boba Fett. The DNA of Fett. <laughs> that genetic material. Genetic material. Beautiful genetic material taken down by two malfunctioning jetpacks. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you're right. Oh, man. That's now when you... Oh, I didn't Sad even irony. They both died because of their jetpacks. 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 And that is... Oh, man. That was a great, that's a great fight scene in Attack of Clones, too. Yeah. Anyways, we could talk... A lot about Fed. We could talk a lot about bounty hunters, but that is our list. We gave you 10. I'm sure there's a lot more out there. I'm sure there's ones you agree with, some you disagree with, or some you just wanted to see on the list. You know what you can do. You can go to Twitter. You can find me at Ken Napsuck. You can go to at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can uh, hashtag Star Wars Ranked and join that conversation. But, Joseph, there's a lot of other places to find us here. We've got Facebook. Got Twitter, Four Center Pod. Yeah. Go you, there. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, chat us up. A lot of people had uh, great, interesting insights on Star Wars Outfits episode that we did. Yes. And uh, gave us their uh, Star Wars outfits that they love. Uh, and then there's our Patreon. You can find us on patreon.com slash Four Center. Right. Help keep all of this rolling along. And we're still on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review over there. As I said, you can follow Joseph Scrimshaw on Twitter, at Joseph Scrimshaw, but you also have a nice website, sir, as well. Yes, uh, you can check me out on josephscrimshaw.com. I don't know why I said you can check me out. There are not, like, uh, pin-up photos. <laughs> There's a photo of me in a squirrel costume. If you consider that pin-up, well, by all means, I've seen you, you do you. I've seen you in some underoos. Oh, that is so true. So maybe there is. <laughs> do it. Then. All right. It is pretty much, go to my pin-up site, <laughs> josephscrimshaw.com. Um, if you go to live shows, <laughs> oh, it's awesome. comedy shows. It's not a exotic dancing. It'll be okay. That's right. You know you know where to find me. Also on Anchor, Joseph and I both have shows. He has a show called Head Cannon. I have a show called Daily Thrones. Daily content for both of us on the Anchor app. Check that app. Check that app out as well. That's it, guys. Cool bounty hunters here. You let us know. Hashtag Star Wars ranked. We'll see you next time. Star Wars has been ranked. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.